when covering breaking news, the day starts and ends with the police scanner. The reporter, often the first to arrive, walks into the newsroom and turns on the lights, the computer, and the scanner. The orange screen beams as the numbers constantly change. There is a strange, stagnant silence unless you hear the voice of an officer. The officer's and dispatcher's words aren't always words of encouragement or happiness. They may be calling for backup or informing others of a situation dealing with anything from a robbery to domestic abuse to homeless people trespassing. Reporters can cover only a fraction of the information they're privy to. Yet reporters are exposed to all of it, in person, over the scanner, or through their wire services. Sometimes the news starts to weigh on us. Some reporters start to feel their daily stories are trivial, especially compared with coverage of atrocities and massacres. Some feel they have to remove themselves from the atmosphere to restore their emotional balance. Journalists face countless stresses, such as the daily grind to get stories in by deadline, perfecting the craft, or dealing with sometimes rude, aggressive, or even threatening people. Rarely is anyone taught how to deal with stress. Journalists are made to learn on their own, and we need to change that. It is crucial for journalists to develop a support system, pay attention to signs of stress, balance colliding worlds, document their experiences, and keep their own well-being top of mind. Journalists are expected to balance all of their professional and emotional needs and also maintain a decent social life. Impossible, you might say. Yet news journalists live this reality every day of their lives. But how? Welcome back to Newsroom Mayhem. I'm Alexa Morrissey, your host for this series, and this is episode three of five, Report, Then Resort. We'll explore what particular coping mechanisms news journalists utilize to maintain their professionalism and their self-control, and if there are any trauma training protocols in place to better assist news reporters in times of crises. Journalism, by definition, is a stressful profession. Ask any reporter who has worked on a deadline, reported on conflict or crime, or lived and worked in a war zone or disaster area. The demanding nature of the job, coupled with issues outside of work, can make it extremely difficult to cope. With a clear view of how journalists recover from emotional distresses, we can attain a greater understanding of how news journalists are impacted when reporting on traumatic and violent incidents. News reporters and journalists often suppress their inner emotions and thoughts. In order to successfully cope, news reporters must avoid suppression and establish open communication to express their feelings. University of South Wales professor Peter R.R. White highlights how bias inhibits journalist communication-based mechanisms when attempting to cope and recover. In 2005, White wrote a detailed paper demonstrating the application of the appraisal framework to analyze the attitudinal mechanisms at work in the putatively objective news reports. While these reports do typically employ a style which backgrounds or obscures the subjective, mediating role of the journalist author, thus coming across objective, they nevertheless often favor particular perspectives on the events being described. With this in mind, White examines how bias-related societal standards require that journalists remain impartial and neutral. 
This expectation hinders journalists' abilities to fully articulate and further express their inner emotions. White illustrates how exactly society expects journalists to behave in regards to their news reports. The hard news report is a central pillar of modern English language news journalism and of the journalism of many other languages and cultures. It is by reference to this type of text, especially as it is formulated in the broadsheet media, that journalistic institutions assert the objectivity of their discourse. For example, they claim that, in the form of the news report, journalistic texts are factual, balanced, and free of any of the journalistic author's own opinions and perspectives. When learning to cope with their inner trauma, journalists must encompass a bias-free mindset when reporting and broadcasting daily news. Also, news journalists attempt to stay true to themselves through their opinions and perspectives by means of suppression of emotions when performing their work responsibilities. White reveals how news journalists come to terms with post-traumatic stress that results from violent incidents that they encounter. By utilizing suppressionist mechanisms, journalists are capable of maintaining their posture and self-control, when in reality their mental health is crippling as a result. With this in mind, the need for trauma training protocols to better assist news journalists in times of crisis is mandatory and should be standardized across all news reporting fields. Journalists are a resilient tribe, but they are also vulnerable to psychological injury, no less so than firefighters, police officers, paramedics, or soldiers. And journalists need training, psychological support, and leadership awareness of these issues. In 2015, Natalie Pate from Statements Journal published an article regarding the stress of being a journalist. Pate is a journalist, author, and education reporter for the Statements Journal in Oregon and has devoted much of her career to finding new coping mechanisms for journalists as she has personally struggled to recover in the past. She teaches news journalists how to confront their stress and how to take better care of themselves. Pay addresses why it is so important for journalists to mediate stress on the job. Death penalty executions, random shootings, terrorist bombings, sexual assault, sexual abuse of children, domestic violence, suicides, and bullying are all among the stories that can cause extreme stress. No matter how journalists decide to process the trauma they may face, it is vital that they do. As with anyone else, workers' emotions and experiences affect how they perform. Some journalists believe that they must be able to set aside the issue long enough to work productively and well, and then process the issue. Otherwise, the people they seek to help will remain without aid. Pate declares that developing a strong and stable support system is key to maintaining a well-balanced mental health. From Pate's source, it is apparent that developing a positive support system will assist news journalists with maintaining a healthy lifestyle. This suggests that paying attention to signs of stress, documenting experiences, and balancing colliding worlds are essential to reverse the forces of negativity to keep work life and home life separate. Journalists often find comfort and communicative outlets to share their feelings in spaces where they feel most comfortable, surrounded by a humble and generous support system. Associating yourself with individuals who love and care for you is crucial to calming nerves and positively influencing mental health overall. 
Also, journalists find themselves searching for strategies on how to cope and recover through the very principle of their occupation, writing. Writing provides such strength and power to journalists in which they are reminded of why they pursued this career initially. Writing provides an outlet where journalists can express themselves freely and seek to answer society's big questions with their own beliefs and analyses intertwined with real-world phenomenons. An interview with Emily Powell taught me just how important it is to remain adherent to your principles and core morals in times of crises and public disapproval. Emily Powell was the Boca Raton reporter for the Sun Sentinel. She graduated from the University of Florida and is a Weston native. In the past, Emily covered crime, breaking news, education, county, health, and the U.S. Supreme Court for media organizations in Florida, Washington, D.C., and Texas. With her tremendous experience in the media industry, she spoke to me about how she constantly reminds herself of why she decided to become a news journalist, to make a difference and see the pure good in humanity. The, the writing itself is therapeutic and like seeing like the public good, like the fact that all this is being done for the public good to mm-hmm. raise awareness, to um, pay respect to someone who like, if it's a hit and run victim and you're talking to the parents and it, you know, you're, helping memorialize this person's life. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think the the process and the, I guess, the, the ethics and reasoning behind why we do what we do, that's really, I think, what's most therapeutic. Ms. Powell's experience at the Sun Sentinel taught her how to cope with her internal struggles by means of talking and expressing her concerns to her co-workers and employers. No programs and trauma training protocols existed for Ms. Powell to rely on, so she insisted to take it upon herself and resort to any resources she deemed were necessary and effective to cure her depressive thoughts. In this interview, she explained how the relationship she made with her co-workers and fellow employers positively shaped her mental and emotional mindset, and she urges all news reporting companies to keep constant communication with their employees. Communication is key, and keeping this outlet open and flowing is necessary for journalists to emotionally and mentally stabilize and maintain their professionalism. All morals and ethics are put to the test when encountering stress-ridden situations, and these compasses must be reevaluated before journalists can return to his or her day-to-day lifestyle and routine. All journalists are constantly negotiating stress. To a point, stress is helpful. Then there's a point where stress becomes overwhelming and performance declines. An interview conducted with Frida Fazzaro showcased just how stressful a news media-related occupation is. Ms. Fazzaro is a breaking news staff at Associated Press currently, and she works out of the Doral office and covers news throughout Florida. Ms. Fazzaro participates in meditation and even writes novels as a way of expressing her true passion. Being a longtime reporter for Associated Press, she has covered several gruesome stories, such as the Pulse mass shooting, and the Parkland Massacre. Her experiences eventually led her to take a sabbatical to recover from these stories. We do have a program that is um, 
available to us that, you know, if we feel like we have some kind of mental health need or whatever, we can, we can call, you know, this number and, and be referred mm-hmm. to someone. But that's, that's not really easy for people who yeah. are just, you know, feeling like they're doing their job, which is what we feel like we're there to do. We're there to do right. our job. You know, mm-hmm. I do feel like I might have needed a little bit of therapy, but, you know, you just don't let yourself, you just don't let yourself go down that path sometimes. You just tough it out. That's true. That's true. So for me, it was a lot of sleepless nights. Ms. Fizarro made me realize that continuous emotional outlets and support systems are extremely necessary for news journalists. Lack of such systems will result in everlasting mental health deficiencies and other negative long-term impacts. It is crucial to remain true to yourself and continue to participate in events and extracurriculars that truly give you pleasure and happiness. It is important for news journalists to complete their work tasks to the best of their abilities but it is equally important to perform activities that require almost no effort where journalists can de-stress and relax. No matter what is causing the stress while working, it is vital to pace yourself. That means paying attention to maintaining normal routines and completely unplugging, if necessary, by doing something you enjoy. Developing a balanced support system, paying attention to signs of stress, balancing those colliding worlds, documenting your experiences, and keeping your own well-being top of mind are some of the first steps to help journalists mitigate stress, both on the job or at home. Awareness of these helpful tips and precautions is dire, and I firmly believe that these mechanisms can inflict positive thoughts and feelings onto the minds of journalists to keep them afloat when life and work seem to get in the way. Having the ability to fully and completely recover is crucial for a news journalist and reporter to immerse himself or herself into the news media realm. Currently, particular protocols and trauma training programs are not mandatory for all reporting stations across the nation. Trauma training is imperative and should be deemed necessary across all nations for the betterment of society at large. This has been Newsroom Mayhem, and I'm Alexa Morrissey. Special thank you to Emily Powell and Frida Frazaro for their insightful and amazing interviews and Veronica Bloomberg and Benji Stern for reading evidence.